back in February of this year, we invited you, our wonderful, enthusiastic community, to be part of the Plan Strong Test Kitchen and provide us with feedback around our all-new burger mixes. And I got to tell you, the feedback and support that you guys showed us blew us away, and we have been hard at work in the kitchen, and we now have our first program graduates, three delicious Skillet Burger Mixes. We're going to be launching them into the universe so you can stock up ahead of Memorial Day weekend. You can check them out at planstrong.com. The three flavors are black bean, portobello mushroom, and our all-new sweet curry. Once mixed with six to seven ounces of water or broth, the dough may be pan-fried, air-fried, or baked to a crispy, aromatic, rich golden brown. These mixes, they take the hard work out of making healthy burgers at home and yield quality, quality results. They're whole grain, oil-free, a great source of protein and fiber, and they're made from a combination of ground oats, beans, seeds, and spices without any of the added sugar or excessive salt. I want to thank all of you for being such an important part of the Plant Strong Test Kitchen, and I know that you're going to love these as much as I do. Thanks so much. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Plant Strong Snackables, where Jessica and I chew on all things food and specifically plants. Jessica is my wonderful co-host. She also is the heroine of healthy ingredients. If there's something healthy, she has discovered it and knows all about it. And I'm trying to sneak it into as many plant strong products as possible. Uh, please do. Okay. Uh, how are you doing? I'm doing well today, Rip. How are you? Um, I'm well. I'm I'm jacked. You know, the Olympics were fantastic. I absolutely adored watching them. Uh, my family. And uh, is it my family and me or my family and I? <laughs> anyway. My family and I enjoyed my, watching My them. family and I. We loved watching them, especially the swimming. I'm an, I'm an ex-swimmer, so I love watching swimming. Many people think that watching swimming uh, is like watching cows graze, but sure. I adore it. Um, and uh, have loved watching the American swimmers really do exceptionally well. There's something that I want to bring to your attention and, and all of our listeners, and it, it really has steamed my clams over the course of the games. And specifically, this was directed at two swimmers, uh, Katie Ledecky and Lily King, both world record holders and amazing swimmers, uh, that these American athletes are settling for silver. Um, and, and if you get a bronze medal, that basically equates to a loss, which I absolutely find ridiculous. You know, Katie Ledecky takes the high road and just laughs these people off in the comments <clears throat> they're making. Mm -hmm. Lily King, on the other hand, if you don't know Lily, mm -hmm. she's incredibly outspoken. And basically she says, you know, pardon my French, but like since when uh, do we not celebrate when we get a silver and a bronze medal. That is total BS. Good for her. That's Good. amazing. Yeah. I'm so happy to hear that. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. And and it just, it, it takes me to this quote that I just love and, uh, and I want to read it. Okay. And it's by Theodore Roosevelt and it's called 
the man in the arena, but let's substitute man or woman in the arena, and I'm going to read it right now. I know this quote. It's a great one. I'd love to hear no, it again. I, I love it. It is not the critic who counts, not the man who points out how the strong man stumbles or where the doer of deeds could have done them better. The credit belongs to the man who is actually in the arena, whose face is marred by dust and sweat and blood, who strives valiantly, who errs, who comes short again and again, because there is no effort without error or shortcoming. But who does actually strive to do the deeds? Who knows great enthusiasms, the great devotions? Who spends himself in a worthy cause? Who at the best knows in the end the triumph of high achievement? And who at the worst, if he or she fails, at least fails while daring greatly, so that his or her place shall never be with those cold and timid souls who neither know victory nor defeat. Thank you, Theodore, for that. And I just want to say to, to those people that are basically saying that these American athletes are settling for silver and getting a bronze is the equivalent of losing, I say BS. Yeah, and and, and take to heart that quote by Theodore Roosevelt. Absolutely, that's a memorable one. And, and when, I, when you read it, two things came to mind for me. One is, of course, Brene Brown, whose Daring Greatly was named after that quote. That's how I became familiar with it, um, which I'm sure many of our listeners know and are familiar with Brene Brown. But the second thing is... For those that don't, who is she? Um, she's an author and at this point public figure who really talks about vulnerability mm-hmm. um, and putting yourself out there and, and being brave and resilient and getting through. And the second thing that this quote reminds me of, and I think the reason that Brene Brown is so important in my life is, um, you know, we have this internal uh, quote about the, the food industry. Food is hard. <laughs> it is an arena. We get bloodied and battered and dusty and, you know, get thrown these curveball challenges. Um, But we keep coming back to that mission, right? We keep coming back to the mission and what we're trying to provide for um, our our community and our listeners. That's so true. Right? Food is so hard, especially when you're trying to do uh, retail, e-commerce, come up with amazing products. Um, and challenge supplier partners to do things they've never done before. You know, a lot of the people who are helping us make these products, yeah. are, we're, we're, we're asking them to do things they've never tried. Well, great point, mm-hmm. because instead of just us procuring a product that exists, that they're already mm-hmm. making, we're asking them to go outside their their box, their comfort zone, mm-hmm. and really stretch them, as you just said. And, um, and when you can when you can actually nail it as we are doing, Mm -hmm. there's nothing as satisfying. It is very satisfying and it takes a long time. I was actually gonna ask you if your prior life as a triathlete prepared you for a future life in in food retail because you need the endurance, tenacity, all those qualities. Well, I I think it it gave me the the grind mindset Mm -hmm. where you just keep grinding Mm -hmm. and grinding and you just don't give up, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And I had had a woman on the Plant Strong podcast recently, um, Sonia Looney, and she's got, she's a world uh, record holder mountain bike uh, mountain biker, and she has this great saying that the work is the reward. Yeah, 
Yeah, right? absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. And these these successes wouldn't be so rewarding if we didn't have the challenges to contrast them, right? Yeah. And we do a good job of celebrating the wins when they happen. And I think that yeah. comes back to your, you know, celebrate the silver, you know, celebrate yeah. whatever wins you get thrown your way. Shoot, I'll celebrate a fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth. I'll celebrate <laughs> making the Olympic team. Yeah, right. I mean, I don't think people realize how hard that is. I mean, mm-hmm. I went to the Olympic trials and swimming in 1984 and I got like, you know, 22nd and 24th in my, in my respective events. And you are going against some of the best athletes in this country to, and there's typically in swimming, well, they take the top two. Amazing. The top two. Yeah. So it is so, it is just so phenomenally difficult to make the squad. And anyone that does, you are, you are absolutely a winner through and through and through. Well, congratulations to the athletes who took gold, took silver, took bronze, placed, made it to the trials or performing. You know what? <laughs> so this just brings me to another. So another guest that I had, Darren yeah. Olean, he basically says, show up, right? Show up. Just, you just mm-hmm. got to show up, right? So I celebrate anyone that shows up. Yeah. Right? Yeah, definitely. Get out of your bed and show up mm-hmm. in life. Yes. <laughs> Thanks. I needed to hear that today. It's, it's good to hear that every yeah, day. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So speaking of showing up. Yeah. Uh, I just want to say that, you know, my friends, the Sarnow brothers, uh, <laughs> Chad and Derek, who, you know, they have the good catch. And uh, Derek's over in the UK working with Tesco. They've both been on the podcast. Derek was on uh, recently season three. Chad was on season two. They've been longtime friends of mine. We worked together at Whole Foods for, uh, gosh, probably five years. Uh, but they are just launching their brand called Wicked Healthy over uh, in the United States and they're going nationwide for starters with Kroger and Sprouts and I just wish them all the best. Incredible. I can't think of a, I mean, that's what an incredible retailer to yeah. grow with. Yeah. And you talk about two guys that have been grinding away and showing up mm-hmm. day after day. Oh my goodness they're gracious. They're doing a lot. They're doing a lot, yep. those yep. those two and, and, and their team. But yeah, a so, national launch in 2,500 Kroger yeah, and Sprout stores. It's, it's a huge win. Huge so win. excited for them. So speaking of wins, right? Yes. <laughs> speaking, speaking of, of wins, wins. We, we will actually be launching into Whole Food Market stores in August. Yeah, right. They should be there already. I mean, depending on how fast your Whole Foods yeah. gets these, yeah, uh, you could have plant strong broths and chilies and stews on the shelf in your local Whole Foods. Yep. Yeah. So we've got eight SKUs going into Whole Foods nationwide. It has been a a long, arduous last two years, but. It's the time is here and the time is now. It's here. It's now. And, and you're right. It's, you know, I was like, oh man, we've been working on this for the the better part of a year, maybe 15 months. No, it's been oh. longer than that since oh. the discussions were, oh, yeah. were started. Yeah. So, so in today's episode, you know, I think it would be wonderful to talk about some of the challenges that we faced. I think it would be really interesting for some of our listeners to hear about the process and again, what kind of happens behind the scenes sure. um, through development, some of the challenges that we faced, um, you know, sourcing unique ingredients, getting appropriate certifications. And then as we're doing that, 
maybe talking through some of the reasons why we included specific ingredients that we chose to yeah. include. Yeah, well, you're the heroine of healthy ingredients. <laughs> yes, so that, I'm eager to talk about those. That would be fun to talk about. Great, great. But so I think, I think just for the sake of time mm-hmm. today, why don't, why don't we focus today on our stews and our chilies? Great. And which we affectionately are now calling our <laughs> chews, yep. which is a amalgamation of chilies and, and stews. stews. Mm-hmm. So feel free to refer to these as the plant strong chews. It's catchy. They, yeah, somebody yes. coined it and, and we've we've embraced yeah. it and it's just stuck. Well, well, great. Well, yeah, let's start, start talking sure. about those. Where, where do you want to kick off? Well, you know, I think what I'm most excited about or, or one of the things that I think our audience will be excited about because they're already familiar with, with it, we're bringing back a remastered Engine 2 Firehouse Chili. That's yeah, uh, yeah. This, one skew that's definitely making a comeback. This little guy right here. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. No, that I am super excited about that one. That actually, so when that was on the shelf as Engine 2, uh, God, it probably was for six years at Whole Foods. It it was a, a definitely one of our best selling mm-hmm. Engine Two products. Um, and then what happened is there was an issue actually with the people that make Tetra packs. One of them went out of business, mm. and uh, and Engine Two, the Plant Strong Chili, was a casualty of of that going out of business. But it's back. It's better than ever. We We've found made, yes. we found a new supplier partner yep. to, to make this for us, and 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 they've been amazing. Um, and actually, for the recipe of or the reformulation of the Engine Two Firehouse Chili and all of our SKUs, we've brought in an incredible. I call him our celebrity chef. Well, I'd <laughs> say he's more of a of a plant strong shelf chef. Plant Strong Chef Whisperer. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He, he, he really is. You know, the thing about, his, his name is Ken Rubin. Yes. And he runs the Ruby Cooking School. It's an mm-hmm. online cooking school. And, and Ken, he's just got such a sophisticated, uh, nuanced palate. Mm-hmm. And he knows exactly what things need, what there's too much of. And so he's been on the team now for well over a year. Yeah, but he's been working with us oh. lock in lockstep on yeah. all of these reformulations yeah. um, through the whole recipe development process. And his his contributions have been invaluable. Oh, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. I mean, this is this is truly a team effort. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Um, well, I know with our uh, meetings with Ken. I always come away with something else. Like, of course, we talk about the chilies and stews and making progress there, but then he gives us little tips and tricks yeah. uh, for, for our kitchen. Any that stuck with you? Any that you remember? Or, well, we've heard so many, it's hard to kind of pull, yeah, yeah. pull from. Well, I think one of the biggest, and it doesn't so much apply with the firehouse chili, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but more with, like, the the kitchery, which is our Indian lentil stew, mm-hmm. um, and that is basically how a lime, oh like gosh. a little bit of a lime juice, can just do wonders for a lot of these dishes. Yeah, absolutely. And I would say it still even applies to the firehouse chili. I think all of these skews would um, be served well with with a side of lime. So yes, the lime that's yep. something I've yep. taken from him. Yep. 
he he puts a lot of uh, smoked black pepper. That's like a key I, ingredient. So yeah, I mean, I didn't even know there was an ingredient called like smoked black pepper. Yeah. Yeah, and and then we've uh, in one of our, uh, I think it was the shiitake mushroom, uh, or one of them. He mentioned how just a little bit of porcini yes. can go just a long way. Porcini mushroom. Yes. But not too much, and it's like more expensive than gold. Yes, I think it's yeah, something crazy, crazy expensive. But yeah, a little bit of the porcini mushroom yeah. goes a long way in terms of flavor. But coming back to um, beans, you know, and, and lime, the biggest takeaway from our calls with Ken yeah. was for me to always squeeze fresh lime on beans specifically. Ah. Um, and I just want to say, listeners, keep limes in your house. Squeeze lime on top right before you serve beans. The flavor combination, it is magic. Um, and you see this in Austin at every ta you know taco place, burrito place. It always comes with a yeah. side of lime, and there's there's a reason for that. It it brightens the flavor, as as Ken would say. Yeah, it it, it what you're doing essentially is maybe using Ken's words a little bit, is you're squeezing a little bit of sunshine on top of it. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, Rip, did you know, Yeah. here this comes from the uh, ingredient heroine here, <laughs> did you know that there's a really important reason you want to eat lime and beans together? It's because, do you, do you know? I'm gonna, I'm gonna say <clears throat> uh, the lime does something with the citric acid. Good guess, yes. Okay. Think it, well, okay. it's it's does really it, the vitamin C, actually. The, the, the vitamin, the vitamin C. C, yes. Mm -hmm. So does it do something to bump up the the absorption of the iron? That's, that's right. So vitamin C of the lime actually boosts the absorption of iron from the beans. So if you're someone like me who might struggle with anemia, right? right? And for those yeah. who don't know, Jess is pregnant. Yeah, exactly. Another <laughs> yeah. important factor. I mean, I have my, my blood tested for iron content pretty mm -hmm. regularly these days. Um, <clears throat> so, if, so if you're someone who struggles with anemia, remember to squeeze citrus on any iron rich foods you're consuming. I think another great one would be like kale and lemon, right? Mm -hmm. There's a lot of iron in kale. Put Squeeze a little lemon on there. Um, that's a delicious combo too. So I think it's interesting. I'm like, good job, nature. Yeah, yeah. Our taste buds kind of direct us to the flavor combinations that that make the most sense for us. Yeah, which is so cool. No, great, great sources of iron are greens and beans. Greens and beans. Greens and beans. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. Power, power those down and yeah. Sweet. Serve them with citrus. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Well, I want to pause for a second and talk about bean consumption here. I actually struggle to eat beans uh -huh. every day. I'll have a good, you know, spree. I eat them almost every day, but sometimes I just forget. And if I don't have a batch prepared at home, like ready to go, they just fall off my radar. Um, you know, what's interesting mm -hmm. is, um, so I think between hummus, chickpeas, mm -hmm. black beans, pinto beans, red lentils, yellow lentils, um, it's actually, I feel like we always have one of those lying around the house. So I, I know I'm always getting at least one serving Good. of those a day. And, and, tip, and when I do my rice and beans extravaganza, like watch out, it's probably three servings of beans Yummy. Uh, on top of that. Uh, that brown rice. Well, that's what you're but, supposed to get. I mean, you know, try to get yeah, three yeah. half cup portions of beans per day if you can for, for optimal health. That's 
That's great. That's on uh, Gregor's Daily Dozen. That's mm -hmm. where I'm getting that from. Yeah. But when I think about, you know, so b consuming beans, it wasn't something I worried about until I found out I was expecting. Mm. And then of course, whenever I tell my doctor or the nurse or whoever that I'm vegan, they're like, oh, oh, and, and, and uh, where are you getting your protein from, yeah. right? Um, so, so I wanna be more conscientious uh, about my protein intake and it's really my calorie intake because I know if I'm eating enough calories yeah. I'm confident I'm gonna get enough protein, but I'm quickly losing space down there And so I have to be really efficient about my food choices So you mean as you're as you're getting more and more pregnant. Yes. Are you, are you is your appetite decreasing? It's yeah, it's my appetites there, but I just feel full so fast Oh wow! So I actually have had to make a shift and like not eat watermelon and eat uh, beans because more of calorie dense. more calorie dense. It's strange. Yeah. More calorie dense these days. Well, and you know, beans, as you, obviously they're a stupendous source of, of protein, mm -hmm. of, of fiber, yep. um, of calories. Uh, and you know, everybody here probably knows about the blue zones. Yes. Right. Yeah. And uh, and the work of Dan Butner, who's been on the podcast season one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but um, you know, in the blue zones, it's interesting. So I was uh, having dinner with with Dan and a bunch of other people, and uh, I said, "Do you know how I remember the five different blue zone cultures?" And he said, "No, please share." And I said, "It's an acronym, and it's just it's it's lions." And L is Loma Linda, I is um, Acaria, Greece. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> the O is Okinawa, the N is Nicoya in Costa Rica, and then S is Sardinia. And he's like, I never thought of that. They, he and um, a couple other people at dinner said that they, they go like across the world um, and kind of east to west. And that, to me, my brain doesn't work that way. Yeah, interesting. Okay, lions, I'll remember that. Well, it's it's funny you should bring up blue zones, and I actually had that in in my notes for, for today's session. Um, beans are a staple meal in all five of the blue zones. It's one of the common yeah. dietary threads, and people in the blue zones eat it at least four times as many beans as Americans do on average, four times. Um, so that's totally, uh, clearly uh, a contributor to longevity and studies have found legume consumption to be the single most important dietary predictor of longevity. And um, the results show that for every 20 grams increase in daily bean intake, there was an 8% reduction in risk of death. Isn't that incredible? Incredible, but also to me not surprising. Yeah. Beans are just so so insane. They're so they're so good for you. And for this reason, we wanted to make sure to crank up yeah. the beans in our recipes. Every one of our chilies and stews has at least two kinds of beans, and the firehouse chili actually has three. Three That's beans, right. three wonderful beans. Mm -hmm, yes, mm -hmm. we've got the red kidney beans, we have the black beans, and we have the navy beans. That's right. All That's right. organic. All organic. That's right. That's right. <laughs> um, should we talk about our second skew, the white chili? Absolutely. Creamy white chili. Here we go. The creamy white bean chili. So, uh, for for people who might be interested in trying it, it's it's made with a variety of vegetables and a creamy base. 
Um, what do we have in there? Oh, cannellini beans. Cannellini, cannellini and navy beans. And navy beans. We have some <clears throat> sweet potatoes and cauliflower. We've got the green chilies in there, right, yeah. to give it some flavor. And don't forget the hominy. Hominy. <clears throat> I had never used this before. It was a forgotten um, ingredient. Well, I'm embarrassed to say that I had never used hominy before. I knew of hominy, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but um, I didn't realize what a fan I was of it. It's basically like <clears throat> a big ass <laughs> kernel of corn. Yeah. I think it's like a corn kernel and a chickpea had a baby. Like that's what it's like to me. Yes. It's a combination. Um, but yeah, it's a forgotten ingredient that I think we need to bring back to recipes. Oh. It's a really great whole grain. It's a very mild texture. It has a nice um, crunch to it. And I think it's most commonly used in pozzoles, but I think it would be, be great in any no. soup or um, anything where it might call for a bean or a whole grain. Yeah. And you can find it in the international section of any grocery store. You can find it anywhere. Mm. So don't forget about hominy. Yes. Very important new ingredient. Yeah. And uh, the creaminess of this soup actually comes from an unusual place. So of course we didn't use any dairy or, no. you know, no milk, no cheese, but Never. we didn't use alternative milks either. No. We used uh, tahini, which doesn't seem like it would fit with a, um, a white chili, but that diluted, you know, mild flavor uh, creates this subtle creaminess yeah. that's really spread out really well. So home chefs. And just, and just yeah. for people that don't know, tahini is basically just, it's ground up sesame seeds. Yes. Finely ground sesame yeah. seeds, exactly. So I think that's my little trick to all you home chefs out there. Um, you know, keep in mind if you want to add a little creaminess to your soups, nut and seed butters in small amounts uh, are a great way to add creaminess to your home cooked soups. Yeah, you know, just if I could backtrack just mm -hmm. a, a little bit, one one of the things that why we decided to kind of foray into these stews and these um, chilies, chews, was I was meeting with the category manager mm -hmm. at, at Whole Foods, um, and we were discussing some products that we could go into Whole Foods with. And our Engine 2 veggie stock was really our top performer of all the engine products that we had. And she's like, Rip, I would love to see you take kind of the clean ingredients that you have in here, the low sodium, no added oils, no mm -hmm. added sugars, and if you could apply these to some kind of ready-to-eat meal solutions, yeah. chilies, stews, and soups. And so that's exactly what we decided to try and do. We felt like there was a um, kind of a white space, yeah. a bit of a hole in the market there. And, uh, and we've been navigating, <clears throat> trying to get these products just right for literally the last 15 months. And, uh, and, and that's why we're introducing these. Yeah. They're just so, so important and, uh, and there's nothing like them out there. Yeah, no, I think, I think it'll stand out on, on shelf. And, you know, I love Amy's. I think they're a great brand. Um, you know, I, I love some of the ready to eat vegan chilies that are out there, but a lot of them are really high in sodium. I mean, there's a stark contrast. Um, and then to your point about, you know, no added sugar, that's, you know, commonly added to a lot of, uh, stews that are out there, soups that are out there as well. So, you know, I'm, I'm really proud of 
the incredible flavor that with Ken's help we got to. Um, using these limited ingredients, it's easy to make something taste good when it has, you know, butter and sugar and salt and all that yeah. stuff. And, yeah. But it's it's more challenging yeah. um, when, like, when you have those limitations. And we like and we like a good challenge. We do. We like a good challenge for sure. For yeah. sure. Well, would you like so, to talk about our uh, Thai carrot chickpea? Absolutely. Stew? Where is that hiding? Here, I think it's this one over here. No, no. Oh, you're right. <laughs> Where'd that come from? Yep. Yes, yes. There she blows, Rip, right there. Rip found it. Good yeah, job. Yeah. Um, so, so with the stews, we do have more complex flavors. We have all sorts of spices in there. Uh, we've got garlic, we've got ginger, we've got galangal, lemongrass, kefir limes, all those traditional... Galang who? Galangal. <laughs> have you seen it in the grocery store? I don't know if I have. It looks like a big bulky ginger. It's like ginger oh, on steroids and yeah. it's really hard to chop. If you can find yeah. ground galangal or pureed galangal, I would so do is that. It kind of, so like, is it kind of in the same neighborhood as turmeric? Uh, and ginger, like looking like that kind of rooty. Yes, exactly. Funky. Larger, but yes, mm-hmm, it does. It looks like a really big ginger, yeah. um, but it doesn't have a, a bitter flavor. Uh-huh. You know, it adds a really nice flavor without. You can overdo it with ginger, and you can definitely overdo it with turmeric. <laughs> <laughs> what about with galangal? One time we overdid it with galangal <laughs> oh, rip. One the, time. Oh my, oh my gosh. gosh. We we had we we went through. 28, I think it was, iterations to get this just right. Yes. And a couple of those iterations, the galangal was through the roof. It was like 20x the amount of galangal that we needed. It turned the entire soup brown. (laughs) And when it comes to powdered galangal, I'll say you can absolutely overdo it. That was oof. Yeah. That was rough. Yeah. That was rough. Yeah, but the the the, the impetus for <laughs> for for this was, I love Thai, I love a really good kind of carrot um, soup, and there's a recipe in the engine too. It's a Thai carrot soup, mm-hmm. and so we kind of use that as the base, and then I think you know you were the one there that said you know what let's add some beans, yes. right? And this was inspired. Talk about little things affecting the future. Evan and I were watching a doctor, you know, we watched Dr. Greger's videos, nutritionfacts.org's videos um, in our spare time because they're so informative. And there was one video where Dr. Greger um, compared the antioxidant content of 10 different types of commercial beans. So pinto beans, lima beans, red kidney beans, black beans, navy beans, red beans, black eyed peas, mung beans, lentils, and chickpeas. Wow. Which do you think came out on top? Uh, let me guess. Only because where this conversation started, uh-huh. I'm going to go back to the almighty chickpea. It was number two. Oh. Chickpea was number two and lentil was number one. I was surprised. I thought it was going to be kidney beans or, yeah. you know, um, black beans. When I think antioxidant content, I think about color and richness. Um, so I was surprised to hear that. Um But yeah, chickpeas were number two, lentils were number one. And I think the reason that lentils beat out chickpeas was because the nutrients are concentrated 
in the seed coating and since the lentils are so small yeah. right the ratio of coating to yeah. filling is is a little bit different um those so, sneaky little guys and girls <laughs> <laughs> so for this reason we were inspired to bring in chickpeas and red lentils into our thai carrot stew and it officially became thai carrot chickpea yeah yeah mm-hmm, it mm-hmm. is it is dynamite yep so takeaways for listeners Load up on beans, bonus if they are chickpeas and or lentils, yeah. and put some lime on yeah. it. Now, um, I do think it's important to let our audience know that this is, and the Indian stew that we're going to talk about next, mm-hmm. the, the kitchri, mm-hmm. are not technically labeled as organic. Can you speak to that? Oh my gosh. So, a uh, uh, <laughs> challenge that was thrown our way, let's see, we were... Finished with the packaging, finished with the recipe. We thought it was delicious, got it to a place where we really loved it. And then we go to submit for USDA organic certification and find out, well, a little bit of background. Um, To get USDA organic certification, 95% of your ingredients by volume have to be organic. So, you know, if, if you put together a recipe and the black pepper isn't organic, it, there's, it's a little bit of wiggle room. A little bit of wiggle room, exactly. Um, and so we submitted, and we are at I think with the um, the Thai carrot chickpea, ninety nine point nine seven percent organic by volume. Yep. But the galangal, the galangal, the lemongrass, and the kaffir lime leaves. Yes, which we used in very small amounts. Because and they're almost. All of them are almost the last ingredients. Yes, very small amounts. In the deck. Those were not on the FDA's list of improved exception ingredients. So black pepper is, some of those more common ingredients are, um, but because these were so obscure, they didn't make the list of FDA's acceptable ingredients. So because we have them in there, we cannot get um, USDA organic certification. But it's safe to say this is by volume 99.7% organic? Yes, 99.97%. Oh, nine seven. Yes. yes. Oh, yes. Really high percentage. More organic than some <laughs> other things that probably have USDA organic on there. Yes. Um, and we ran into the same issue with our uh, Indian lentil stew yep. as well. Yep. Mm-hmm. Speaking of which. Yeah. So let, let's talk about this one. This is the one that I will be purchasing. This is the one that I'll be coming home with. Wait, wait, wait. You're going to be coming home with all of them. <laughs> I'm going to be coming home with all of them. This is probably the one I will consume most frequently, I should say. Um, so it also has the most interesting backstory to how it came about. So uh, kitchery has been one of my, my favorite recipes since I learned about what it was. And I like it because- When when did you learn about it? I learned about it while I was at Whole Foods from one of their health coaches, their healthy eating team members. I can't believe that I have never heard of Kitchery, that I've never had it either. Yeah, so it's it's, um, referred to as the, the chicken soup of India. So if you're not feeling well, you have an upset stomach, and you live in India, your mom's probably gonna make you Kitchery. Um, and kitchery means mixture. In this case, it's a mixture of yellow split peas, red lentils, and brown jasmine rice, um, which I love. And it's it's considered to be a very healing, comforting food. And then, of course, when you add in all of the spices like the turmeric and mm. the ginger, 
Uh, we've got coriander and cumin and fenugreek and fennel. Um, it's just really, you feel better after you eat it. It's yeah. amazing. Yeah, it, it is. And I can remember I invited you and Evan. It was, I think it was a hot, hot day. And I was like, you guys come over on, a, on this weekend, Saturday mm-hmm. or Sunday, and come swimming. We have a, a nice little pool in our backyard. And you guys came over, and you were such incredible guests, and you brought us dinner. <laughs> Not only did you bring us dinner, you brought us this huge, massive bowl of kitchery. Mm-hmm. I think you also had a side of limes. Yep. And then you also had a side of, I think it was... Sweet potato. Sweet potato. Mm-hmm. And I almost think you had steamed greens. Yeah, or broccoli. I can't remember which yeah. one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But after the swim, we all went into the kitchen, we dove in, and I kid you not, the kids were going gaga, goo crazy over it. We demolished it. And we're like, next weekend, we want you guys to come over and swim again and bring the kitchery. Yes, I remember. I remember. I think the next time we went to your house... One of your little ones was like, did you bring yeah. kitchery? Maybe they asked for it. Maybe it I remember. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, there was a little bit of an alter- ulterior motive there, Rip. It wasn't just us being nice. No, I don't know. So you knew you were that you were working on the uh, the stew and the chew uh, the chews development, and you wanted this as a as an option. Well, you know, we <laughs> wanted you to approve of anything that we were doing with product development, but knowing the health benefits of lentils knowing how incredibly delicious and nutritious this recipe was, I think your hang-up at the time with pursuing this route is, justifiably, nobody knows what a kitchery is. It was the name, yeah. right? Good good point. And I feel like if, it, if we would have called it kitchery, it would have gotten a little bit overlooked. I think you're on, right. On the shelf. I think you're right. And so we came to what I think is a really great kind of compromise. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. The genius of... So... Indian yeah. lentil stew. Yeah. So on the very, very top, it says kitchery, and then bigger letters, it says Indian lentil stew. And so everybody got their way. Yes, exactly. <laughs> now, will you speak, because being the heroine of healthy ingredients, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. will you speak to the, I think it's the black pepper and the turmeric and the turmeric mm-hmm. that we strategically have in the kitchery. Yeah, so there are two things that I want to bring up about this product yeah. um, or the recipe, which we'll get to in a second because okay. we're going to share that information with people as well. Um, so the first thing is the intentional use of turmeric with black pepper. So turmeric, as we know, uh, it's known for its anti-inflammatory properties. Uh, of its key ingredient, curcumin, right? And pepper is an important complementary ingredient to turmeric because of piperin, a compound in black pepper. It actually enhances curcumin absorption by 2,000%. I mean, it really boosts absorption in the, in the body. 2,000%? So vitamin C wow. helps boost iron absorption. Yep. yep. And piperin, which is in black Pepper, pepper helps boost absorption of curcumin. Wow, that's mm-hmm. in the turmeric. That's in the turmeric, exactly. Um, Isn't nature just astounding? It is, yes. Yeah. So if you're making anything with turmeric, make sure you just need a little black pepper. Um, and turmeric in particular, and the ingredient I'm going to talk about next, 
um, contain large quantities of salicylic acid, which is the main ingredient in aspirin. So consuming a teaspoon of turmeric gives you the same amount of salicylic acid as a baby aspirin. No wonder this is the chicken noodle soup of India. Yeah, right? right? I thought about the, the bear aspirin campaign where it was like, take one daily to prevent a heart attack, right? Because of, yeah. you know, how it, I guess, thins your blood, right? That's what aspirin does. It's a natural blood thinner. Yep. Well, I don't think you need to take aspirin. I think you should just have a little turmeric with black pepper. <laughs> <laughs> Very important. Very important. Um, yeah. Anything else on the on the kitchery? Oh yes. So the reason we didn't get organic certification yeah. is because we absolutely had to include one key ingredient. Now is this because of Ken Rubin or is this because of your husband? So this is again because of Gregor. <laughs> uh, and I was inspired by I was reading the uh, book How Not to Diet. Yep. And one of the things that he talks about is black cumin. So it's not actually related to cumin. It has a peppery flavor. It's used in Indian and Middle Eastern cuisines for centuries. Um, it's known for its medicinal qualities and was actually found in places like King Tut's tomb. Wow. Like it's like known for its health properties. And there are over a thousand research papers published on this ingredient. A typical dose is one to two grams per day, which is about a quarter of a teaspoon. Yeah. And what's great about all of these studies is that the black cumin can easily be consumed in capsule form, which enables researchers to do the gold standard randomized double-blind placebo-controlled studies. So results from these studies showed that daily black cumin consumption improves cholesterol, improves tri triglycerides, uh, improves blood pressure, blood sugar control, and even facilitates weight loss. Wow, not much to not like about black cumin. It, absolutely. And, and I find that it also has a really wonderful flavor mm -hmm. and a little bit goes a long way. And I remember we had a couple where we had too much black cumin. Yes. And we had to dial it back. Mm -hmm. And I think we've kind of arrived at the Goldilocks mm -hmm. version mm -hmm. of black cumin in our kitchery, and it is dynamite. It is. It is dynamite, yep. for sure. It's, it's for so sure. unique. It is. Well, um, so we, we have the Indian lentil stew that's hopefully at your nearest Whole Foods at this point in time, but one thing I want to end with is um, talking about open source recipes. For, for Plant Strong. So I know that this is one of our internal philosophies. Yeah. You know, we're really an education company. Like, yes, we sell food, but um, all of this was inspired by the book that you wrote to educate others about the importance of healthy eating and, you know, diet for performance and diet for, you know, taking back control of your health and diet for the environment. I mean, these are all yeah. um, important. So we want to educate um and, and provide resources for anybody who's who's interested in eating this way, eating a plant-based diet. And so the recipe that really inspired this and is very similar to what you're gonna find on shelf, yeah. we're gonna post that in, in the show notes. We made a video a few months back with uh, me and Evan. It was like the first time yeah. I ever did a video for Plant Strong. You can tell I'm a little bit nervous in it, um, where we make the kitchery from scratch. And then we talk about ways to make 
the leftover kitchery and turn it into kitchery tacos or put it with sweet potatoes and broccoli or how to doctor it up to make it really delicious. Super versatile. Super versatile. Um, but yeah, we wanted to share that with our audience. Yeah. So are we going to have that in the show notes? Yes, we will. We'll, we'll okay. link to that video. Wonderful. Another interesting thing about the, the kitchery is that when we brought it up to Ken Rubin. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Ken actually mentioned that it's one of his favorite all-time dishes and he has it once. Every week. Every week. Every in his, week. In his household. Yeah. I remember I remember and, that meeting. And, and it gave, and it all of a sudden, I think it gave us such validation that this was something absolutely worth doing. Yes. I remember that. We called him up. We said, Ken, we're thinking about doing a kitchery. What do you think? And he was like, oh, we make that in our household every week. I can't believe nobody's brought it to the market yet. Yeah. We're like, oh, all yeah. right. Maybe we're onto something. <laughs> great. Great. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> well, Jess, this is this has been fabulous as usual. You are just such a, mm, I, I love the, the thoroughness and the due diligence that you do. Thank you. Um, with every ingredient that we talk about, and uh, it's just such a, a joy having you. I also want to thank you, and this is kind of going full swing back to the beginning of the podcast today. I want to thank you for always showing up. Oh, thanks, and, Rick. And, and, and bringing your best. Thank you. Yes, I'll, I'll, I'll continue to do so because we have such great motivation. Um, we're so, I'm so grateful to be a part of this, Rip. Thank you. Yeah. Hey. Plant strong. Until next time, keep it plant strong. All right. I want to personally invite you to join me and all the other Brock stars for this year's 13th live and in-person plant stock event outside of Asheville, North Carolina in the little town of Black Mountain. It's 1,500 acres is loaded with wildlife, trees, trails, streams. It is a nature wonderland. And what's also a wonderland are all the incredible speakers that you get to hang with all weekend long, like Jane and Ann Esselstyn, Dr. Will Bolshewitz of Fiberfueled, Carly Bodrug, Miss Plant You, Dr. Gemma Newman is over from the UK. We have Dr. Don Musalem from the Mayo Clinic, John Mackey, the ex-CEO of Whole Food Market Stores, myself, Brian Hart, and a special appearance by the Plant Bros. Here's the kicker. All these Brock stars are there from Friday till Sunday, and they want to rub elbows with all of you whether it's over buffets of Plant Strong Fare for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, whether it's going on an afternoon hike, a swim, pickleball, frisbee golf, kickball, cornhole, dancing, we're having live music. It's all there in this fun weekend extravaganza that we affectionately call Plant Stock. Simply go to liveplantstrong.com and then click on Plant Stock 2024 and grab yourself a ticket before they sell out. See you there.